0: feeling it today so today's the day you need to push it and expand that vo2 max let's go so i was in a pretty sometimes you know you get in the pool like i don't know about you but sometimes you know i get in the pool and i am looking down at my arms and i'm like y'all wake up what is going on with you guys come on let's let's push some water and then other days i look up my arms and i'm like hey glad you could join me today and that was this morning so I was going pretty quick I think um Brooke woke up hacking up along however her mental attitude was much more cheerful than it has been lately so I think that she actually felt good I need to confirm with her, but I think she actually felt good. She was just coughing like a like she was having some issues. I, meanwhile, every morning I wake up and I'm scared to death to swallow for the first time because I'm like, is today going to be the day that I have a tickle in my throat? But no, still no. And I'm hopeful that my training's not going to be interrupted and that uh, I can stave this off until... You know, maybe May 23rd would be ideal. Um, anything else? Anything else? Oh, I had my brick yesterday. That was kind of trash. Just because, you know, I'm thinking about a lot of stuff at work. Um, I'll update you about that, too. But a uh, lot of stuff at work's going on. So, like, I was really meditating visualization in the zone actually kind of became unconscious for my three mile run as I zoned out and pictured myself dealing with this work stuff. So I don't actually really know what to say about that. That was interesting. But I'm in a good mood. And yeah, about to go into work late. I am glad that you got a swim and that you're feeling rested from yesterday i was worried just because that drive i didn't know how you would feel after that i know that i would feel not very pleasant so i'm glad that you're feeling good and a birthday swim on friday sounds very exciting i glad i'm glad i don't have to participate in that but happy birthday to that fellow and uh i'd love to know i mean what a great test to see how fast you can go for 52 hundreds it's about time to start training for those hundred hundreds on New Year's you know we probably I don't know I need to train for that this year
1: that yeah but Rudy's take on that's so dumb like the 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 thing about doping that I don't think he understands is like okay I think the average, I remember looking at Cody Beale's blogs a long time ago and hearing what Eric Lagerstrom said in one of his vlogs. I think pros, the pro men in a 70.3 average somewhere between 300 and, or like somewhere between, like, let's just say, like 290 and 340 um, watts for the bike leg on a 70.3. That's kind of, so let's just say let's just call it three hundred watts um, is about average okay almost every single pro out there can hold three hundred watts for the bike that's not so if if you're training and and if you're training and posting your heart rate and power data like you're not gonna see any anomalies like it's just gonna look like oh yeah pretty standard training where the kicker is is that if it taxes you way more to do 300 watts than for me if I can do 300 watts with a heart rate that looks normal if you know if everyone's heart rate is around the same but for some reason not for some reason but for me using EPO um, it makes me uh sorry I lost my train of thought if <laughs> sorry do you get what I'm saying like it doesn't tax. It wouldn't tax you as much. You can get off the bike holding 300 watts and have like endless amount of energy left over for the run um, when everything else looks normal. So that's just dumb. I sorry. I'm just rambling. My whole point of that is like, Rudy. That's if sure. Post your heart. Post all your data. But that's not. That's like so far from um, helping anything be accurate. There's so many ways to like trick the system. Um, and even Lionel in his most recent video said, like, you can have all the testing and there's still ways to do it. I mean, shit, you saw Icarus. They figured out ways to literally, like, hand bottles through the walls, you know, um, and and figured out a way to, to unscrew caps that technically couldn't be uh, tampered with. So it's crazy. Of course, Lionel's right. If someone wants to cheat, they'll figure out a way. Cheaters will figure out a way. But... Um, I just think, so kind of tangent, but similar to this conversation, I think the solution is exactly what Lionel just said. Um, The PTO needs to do way more voting for, they need to allow everyone in the top 100 um, to be able to cast a vote. And with, because the PTO's prize purses are so much bigger than everyone else's. I don't think it would be that big of a deal and I'm getting, i I'm taking this from Lionel. So it's not like I'm claiming this as a, as an age trooper, but I don't think they would care to take, you know, five or $10,000 off the prize purse to put it t- from each race to put it towards testing, um, in and out of season. So I, I, I think that's the way to go about it. Um, And, 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 oh, and then also, yeah, he made a good point too, saying like, we want to see who did the test, how much did it cost, where did it take place, the results, like, just make everything transparent from the organization side. I don't think the athletes need to share more data. They're already sharing data. They're already, you know, publicly on YouTube and and stuff like that. Um, And again, we're not going to get any clarity from those. So. Sorry, this is, I, I did not, four minutes flew by for this voice note, so I apologize for that.
0: Hey, I'm on my lunch break. I just watched Lionel's race week, day one. Um, he, I was just, I don't mean to fangirl, but I love him. And I think it's because he's so <laughs> dramatic and I really identify with that just like the ups and downs of his mind and like the existential just drama I love it um but so what you were saying about Rudy yeah that's so stupid like did you listen to triathlon mockeries I think they've had a few episodes about the doping situation Um, I've never listened to Triathlon Mockery except for this one because someone else referenced it. And this one episode is just with Tom and a guy friend that they know who was ousted and deleted from cycling for taking EPO. And he's on there being super just candid and being, like, upfront. like, here's what I did, here's how I did it, da 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 And so he's, like, there as kind of an expert from the cycling world about how EPO is used and, like, kind of normalized. <clears throat> Excuse me. But he was, um, they were just t- chatting about how it's kind of like microdosing is what they do. And then how indetectable it is, um within like hours or like something depending on the solution of the drug uh, and that it's used for recovery mainly and yada 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 you know specifics um, but that the window of testing as written per whatever regulation the World on or whatever just um, only really you know there's Specifications, but only really allows for them to be tested between the hours of like 6 a.m. and 7 p.m. or something. I made that up, but it's something like that. And so they won't come get you in the middle of the night, basically. And so that mixed with microdosing, mixed with, you know, like how uh, Lionel was just saying, doctors understanding all of this stuff that basically you can just get around all the testing. And Mix all of that with McCall Eden's testimony of never noticing anything funky weird in the data, in Colin's data, the whole time. And, uh, never knowing, nobody ever being able to detect anything. Leads me to believe that it is stupid to do what Rudy Von Berg has suggested and everyone post their Strava data. Because... A, it won't be detectable. B, I don't think it's going to show anything. C, if you look fit on Strava, then you're just going to be fit and no one's going to be like, yeah, kind of like what you were saying. Your power is is not going to be like, wow, that's 10 watts higher than everybody else. How did he get so fit? Well, he's been training. I don't know. Like, you can't, you can't. The data is, it's just inappropriate for, to, to, to normalize everyone putting every workout. That's so crazy. It's so inappropriate. Like, when's the last time an NFL team or a college football team posted every drill that they do? They don't. You know what they do? They uh, cover the fence line around the practice field with a completely opaque, uh tapestry, so that not even the students walking around campus can see the drills that they 're doing in college football, like that is the standard of sport you 're not supposed to give away all your secrets um so that 's so crazy um I think is that all my thoughts it 's sad to know that people are probably doping um but yeah, I think. I mean, just to, to agree with what you, uh, to round this out, I want to agree with what you said and what Lionel was saying, um, taking a portion of the prize person, putting it towards testing, random, boom, boom, check, you never know when it's coming, and, yeah, putting that out in public, like, the drug tests, and, um, yeah, and everyone be really scared of getting caught, so scared of public humiliation, sorry, that you are too scared to even try it? Does that work? I mean, everyone says that punishment never. Pun, fear of punishment doesn't ever deter crime. Is that really how it works, though?
1: Oh, that's really interesting about how they i guess dose it i didn't know um that's how they do it but i i guess that kind of makes sense and if you've got to do it in a sneaky way and i mean okay let's just yeah and sorry but i got tongue tied too many thoughts trying to come out at once um if there was if it was legal and you had to take EPO in a healthy way or some any kind of uh you know um, booster, I imagine that microdosing probably would be the safest. So that's just kind of interesting how those two kind of line up. Um, but oh, here's the other thought I had. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, that was that's interesting about the dosing. Two, I think um, I think call. I haven't heard anything about this about all of Collins' um, winnings, but. I imagine that it might be kind of a cool idea if we, if he, instead of paying all of that money back to PTO, um, he takes 50% of it, writes a check to the uh, the people that, you know, um, were behind him in the rankings, like split it up, however it would have played out had he not been there, um, and then take the other 50% and donate it directly to testing. Uh, you know, if if he's serious about an apology and serious about wanting to help, then uh, that would certainly, you know, be a a good message.
0: Hey, that also reminds me um, that somebody else that's not me said that in the future for violations, you should, in like part of the punishment, is that every everyone has to pay back. All their winnings from the past five years. Or whatever it is. Three years. And that is the understood. You sign. You know. You sign for that. When you go to. Pick up your packet. And that is the. um, Punishment. So you know. like You can't just say. Oh I just started yesterday. If you ever get caught it is part of the general way of life that you will have to pay five years back of winnings. I think that is a really good idea too.
1: Hey, did you see that message in uh, the Vickery Boys group chat that, I can't remember who shared it, but it was an article on Courtney DeWalter and how she explained that her training, like she doesn't have a coach, she doesn't follow a training plan, she like rarely uses, any data at all? Like she just kind of does everything off of intuition. Uh, and I've heard of stuff like that before. Like I, I remember watching. Uh, oh God, what's that channel? Um, you know the YouTube channel that does all the like really cool running content. Sweat Elite. That's what it is. Sweat Elite. So uh, I remember watching one a long time ago on this marathon runner who. Uh, didn't use, like, his watch. He, like, rarely used a watch, and if he did, it was purely for time. So, like, he would... He had a coach, but they wouldn't... The only data they would use is just, like, oh, yeah, go run hard for 90 minutes, or go... Everything was, like, effort-based, so go give me this effort for X amount of time. But, like, that was, like, the only metric they used. So, anyway, mainly... Mainly Courtney's approach of just, like no data um, just kind of intuition she does what she feels like you know that's that i think works really well for endur- like ultra endurance where you do so much um... sort of low intensity stuff my thought of the day or question that i'm posing to you is do you think that approach would work for triathlon um, so you know you would do all you know, obviously, still doing all three disciplines, doing all intensities, doing whatever, but like not using any data at all, um, except for maybe time and effort, and just doing whatever you feel like. And same with like volume. So, you know, you wake up and you're like, you know what, I, I think I'm gonna swim today. I think I'm gonna do an easy swim, but my legs are feeling pretty good, so maybe I'll do a hard run later. And then you wake up the next day and you're like wow, my legs are still feeling pretty fresh. I think I'll I'll do a hard bike today. But, man, um, my arms are feeling a little tired. So uh, I'm going to skip the swim. Uh, you know, so, do you kind of get what I'm saying? Like, do you think that would work? Do you think with the amount of volume and disciplines we have to try and master um, in our age grouper restricted time frame, do you think that would be something that would work? And I guess also now imagine you're a pro, you're a pro with unlimited resources for time and you know stuff like that. Would that work for you?
0: Hmm, that is such an interesting question. Courtney DeWalter is a freak of nature. Um, first and foremost, she like only eats nachos, and she's just something. About her is different her spirit or something I don't know she's a freak, um, and I have not seen that article and I and I don't know the inner workings of her plan but uh, or like her lack of <laughs> lack thereof, um. But I think one of the major differences between ultra running and triathlon, as we do it, is. Um, unpredictability in number of variables. So like ultra, an ultra endurance race, a hundred miles typically they're going up and down, up and down there's rocks, there's roots and it's almost like a war of attrition where you are trying to see how fast you can go but it's not quite the same expansion or like the goal is not quite the expansion of your vo2 max in the way that triathlon especially at the shorter distances but also ironman um the reason you do structured training is to slowly adapt session by session your VO2 max and it's kind of like a... because this, the sky is the limit kind of with your speed. I mean, right? Your VO2 max is the limit. Your FTP is the limit of what you can possibly do. Um, but you're trying to expand, expand, and you have to do that in like a measured incremental, incremental way. Whereas when you're doing ultras, you've got to, I don't know, <laughs> I don't have obviously an experience with it, but I imagine there's a lot of like falling down and, um, hallucinating a little bit and taking a five minute nap on the side of the trail and shitting behind a tree and like speed that process. <laughs> or, like, training your gut in a totally different way, um, but, like, there's a lot of, and and you're also walking a lot uphill, so it's, like, a total, it's a, it's a muscle, bone, ligament, attrition, uh, regimen that I feel like is more suited towards, I guess, what Courtney's doing, I'm acting like I know what I'm talking about, um, But, like, what Courtney is doing is she's working on fatigued legs, but, like, it really has more to do with how she's feeling, if it's even possible for her to do anything the next day. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Question mark? That is such a fun mental exercise to do, though. What a great question. I love that. But, um, yeah, if you see that, article again will you send it to me i'm curious to see kind of what she says she's such a free loop for real did you watch her on um joe rogan she's so just totally out there the way she was <laughs> the way she was describing her hallucinations in a few races i kind of like had it on while i was doing something and brooke was secretly like Actually paying attention to it because it was so wackadoodle and at one point I remember this this was like two years ago Brooke is like just staring at my phone with her face just all screwed up thinking what the hell is wrong with these people why would y'all do something like that yeah
1: ultra trail runners ultra marathoners are just absolute Looney Tunes goofballs and I can't wait to join their ranks someday. <laughs> also, in regards to Trek athletes and their um, new bike colors, I would love to know what the sort of behind the scenes of their what their contract looks like. Because they are getting a new bike all the freaking time. So often. Um, and I wonder if... I wonder if their bikes are on and, and, – and I have no idea how all bike contracts work. Maybe they're all like this. But it. my guess would be that Trek, instead of like, hey, we're sponsoring you with a bike. Here's your bike. Like, you own it. I wonder if all their bikes are technically on loan. So, like, hey, we're going to loan you a bike. Um, But the benefit to that is is that you get a new paint scheme all the time. And you um, basically, like, if anything happens, you just – send us the old bike back. Like, I wonder if, like, it's, like, a loaner program where they just, it's super easy to swap bikes in and out. But um, I just feel like more than anybody, Trek athletes are getting new bikes all the time. Sometimes with, like, zero updates. It's just like, oh, new bike day. Just felt like getting a new speed concept.
0: Hey, did you make your picks last night? I'm about to start making mine right now. We can only choose for the PTO open. I wanted to sit down and do all the races this weekend Okay, I'm done. That was so difficult How do you pick Any of these things the only thing that was a sure shot Let me see. Yeah, the only thing that was a sure shot was Lucy Charles winning out of the swim. Even fastest runtime for the women was like three people to choose from, and how can you choose fastest bike? How can you possibly choose these podiums with any amount of certainty? This is probably the hardest one I've ever tried to pick.
1: Hey, yeah, we made our picks last night, and nearly impossible, um, <clears throat> especially the women's field. There's no way.
0: yourself so confident.
1: Oh, Max says she's confident, but I, I was just staring at that roster, thinking, like, there's no way. Like, this is this is a world championship-level event. Like, all of these people are so closely matched. And, yeah, you're right. That Lucy in the swim was about the only one that I was like, yeah, that's that's probably a safe bet to make. The rest, the rest, I don't, I have no idea. Oh, I put Jason West for the fastest run, and that was the only other easy one I had. Um, but yeah, so difficult. Yeah, that that Jan Fro- Frodeno. Jan Frodeno? Yeah, his stats aren't looking very good. Also, 41. He's kind of old. Does he know who he's competing against?
0: Hmm. Jason West has the fastest run time. That's tempting. But as I go back and look at the Ironman seventy point three World Championships from two thousand twenty-two, I see that my pick ran two minutes faster than Jason West.
1: Wait, okay, I'm not gonna change my I'm not gonna change my picks, but who in the heck is running faster than Jason West? Hey, so I just got home and uh wanted to give you a quick rundown on the swim report for this morning. So, as you know, Um, one of the swim squads' birthdays was this week. They turned 52, so to celebrate, we did 52 100s today, and, uh, I survived, but I I think I did more than survive, I think I thrived. So let me just give everyone a quick rundown on what the actual workout was. So it was 12 times 100 warm-up. Um, on 140, and then we did 8 times 100 kick on 140. And then we got into the main set, which was uh, 15 times 100 uh, on 125, 130, 135. We did that five times through, and then we did 16 times 100 pull on 115, 120. One twenty-five, one thirty, and we did that four times through, um, and then we did uh, hundred cooldown. Uh, oh, we also did an additional um, twenty-five fly, and uh, <laughs> um, that was my first time like actually doing a doing fly all the way down to the end, and uh, that was interesting. They were they were getting a kick out of my fly stroke, but um, yeah, I survived. The only ones that I had trouble on was the pull set um i could make the 115 but then i'd be pretty tapped for the 120s so i think for two of those rounds because we did it four times through i think for two of those i i think i did a 50 instead of a 100 or i can't remember exactly either i did 50 or i skipped the interval and i just did like 200 instead um i can't remember exactly but um Either way, the fact that I just did 5,200, um, and not a single interval was, I mean, the warmup was on 140, but like literally everything else, the, the slowest one was on 130. The rest were basically on 125. Um, I mean, like, it's just crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy to see. Where my swim is at, and I know I'm a triathlete and I'm supposed to be good at all three sports, but right now my pool swimming, man, leaps and bounds. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Um, I'm definitely feeling very grateful and happy and positive about that. Um, even though my bike and my run aren't going so well, um, we're still on the positive train for for swimming. So, um, yeah, super, super happy with how today went. This will probably be my, um, last like super big swim too, right before Chattanooga. So I'm glad I got, it actually worked out perfect. So I got a really solid swim under my belt today and really good confidence builder. Um, just the fact that, I mean, geez, we, the, the fact that, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. The fact that these intervals were so short, um, on such a fast time and I was feeling so good through so many of them, um, really good for me, for my confidence. So, yeah, super good. And then we grabbed some breakfast after to celebrate and that was really good too. And I'm um, headed home and I got a, I've got a ton of work to do. So headed in to do that. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to give you, give y'all a quick swim report. Hey guys, it's Kim. I just wanted to say thank you for uh, listening to this episode. If you want to stay up to date with all the things Leigh and I are up to, uh, you can follow us on Instagram. I'll go ahead and put our profiles in the show notes. And if you want to uh, stay on top of all of our training and kind of other fun things that we're doing, head to Bricky Athletics Club on YouTube and you'll be able to find a lot of cool videos there. All right. We appreciate you guys. Uh, We hope you have a good week and we'll see you next time.